0: The dynamo, oh, Houston dynamo, oh, Houston dynamo, oh, Houston dynamo Boys acting like they ready for that orange crush Tries if you wanna, wheel, you in the dust The men and orange, baby, got orange on my back Be them once, now it's time for us to prank it back Long as I got my fan club, y'all can't harm it El Battalion in the Texan me. We MLS champs, so haters back back Another game on the field, my team gon' rap the band, Brian Chay, to to it's your boy, G-Man, holding it down tonight with the OG, OSG. What up, homie? Woo-woo! What up, man? What up? Chilling, chilling We're a
1: friggin' Monday night after a horrible game, but I'm good.
0: <laughs> We're alive, OSG. A <laughs> lot to be grateful. Yeah, it could be worse. Yeah, I made, be worse.
1: I, yeah I made it home. It's, that ride sucked, but I made it home. Yeah. Thank God, thank God for like baseball playoffs. That was that, that kept me in tune with the XM radio on the way home, even though it wasn't a good
0: game. <laughs> but,
1: yeah, so, yeah. What a weekend, huh? Or what a Sunday.
0: What a Sunday indeed. Last game of the year for us. Well, us being the Dynamo, we're still not done yet, baby. That's right. We'll touch on that later on this episode. But we'll start on what happened yesterday, late early evening in PNC. As you know, the game was promoted as Judgment Day, Bobblehead Giveaway Day, Fan Appreciation Day. Last game of the year against Chicharito's L.A. Galaxy. Came into town looking for a home field advantage in their playoff game. And unfortunately, your Houston Dynamo fell to the L.A. Galaxy to a score of 3-1. To Tonight on Dynalytics, we'll dive in deeper into this game, a little bit of Dynamo talk, and then we'll talk about this upcoming Sunday.
1: OSG? Yeah, it was a, that was a 3-1, to one, but it could have been a lot worse. A lot a lot worse. That was just a, a horrible showing. And before we get into the game, I'll start by this should should I haven't I haven't seen a lot of talk, uh, the Kenny Bundy talk, but this this should put some, some quiet some people down on they how bad they want Kenny Bundy to be our next coach and you know, like get a lot of people said, only five games but you know, that's, that's the way the team's been playing all year. And KB Bunny had the same roster that ahead had. And they did some better things. And But yesterday they just looked like crap. Looked like crap. And never made adjustments. And just the Galaxy just kicked our butts up and down that field. And they looked like the better team. And uh, they came here to play because they wanted to host a home game for the playoffs. And if they would have lost, they would have been risking it. Uh, so... And they would a lot. think they would have lost that one game too, for sure. They would have lost that game the way everything else played out. So, and that was just uh that's just disappointing. Uh, I'm I'm good for Kenny Bundy being like an assistant coach, like everybody's been trying to say. But I think it's uh I, I think that was his last game with the Houston Dynamo and Dynamo two and all that stuff. So I'm, I'm gonna wish Kenny Bundy the best from here and uh, hope that he gets something that he wants and that fits his role. And uh, if there's a way we can keep him, this, whoever this new coach is, I, I would love to see that too. But, you know, you, you know how things work.
0: No doubt. So you're saying Kenny Bundy is out of the organization as a whole.
1: As Yeah, I think so. I don't think, man, once you made him the intern coach, I don't think you put him back down with those, but I mean, that's something, I, you know, and now that he's had the, the five-game experience, and he, and he obviously wants to be a head coach in the MLS, or not no, just the MLS, he wants to be a head coach. Um, there, there has to be, for what he did with us for those, and what he's done previously, and then he did come in and he looked good and he had some potential, a USL team has to grab him. I mean, has to grab him. So and I think that's where he belongs. And that's where he fits, and he gets a couple of years in the USL, and then that. In the MLS, will hopefully hop up for him. I don't think it's here with us right now.
0: Speaking for myself, I hope he's part of the staff of the next coaching coaching hire. But just to recap real quickly, Bundy seven points out of a possible fifteen. Which the way we're playing this season, that's good enough. <laughs> Um, yeah,
1: two wins, a draw, and two losses. Just call yeah. it five hundred even,
0: right? And then the two losses against both LA teams, three to one. Uh, both both yeah, that's true sure too. Quality, mm hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but let's 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 dive time. in. Go ahead. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was with with the tie to SKC and then the, the win against Nashville and. Uh, I don't remember the first man, shit.
0: <laughs> the New England Revolution game, the Tuesday night yeah, game. That's right, that's right. So New England was
1: yeah, but beat Nashville and Nashville should have beat what's yeah, SKC I believe was that other game that we tied or yeah, yeah.
0: That, that was his first game and it felt like a win because you got a red card and I think he might have been set in, if I'm not I mean it, it wouldn't surprise it been, me. Vera. 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 Yeah. yeah, it was better. Yeah. So that that's how it start. we started with that with that draw against sporting Kansas City. Then uh I believe it was yeah, the Tuesday night against New England. We got the W, then LAFC away, which was the watch party that Abiva, I believe. Uh yes and then and then we won on the road, Sebas, uh against Nashville, two to one, and then yesterday, three to one with Galaxy. That's why it was hard to
1: remember because that damn international break in there,
0: in between Correct.
1: the LA national game, yeah. You know, that's why, shit.
0: Yeah, it's like five games, but no international break and a mid game in there as well.
1: Well, you know, whatever. It's uh, he did he did a good job. He did, he did his thing. So, but, like I said, I wish him the best. Uh, I hope there's a way we can keep him on as an assistant coach or maybe like a, a general assistant coach. Um, if that if that suits him, uh, I I think it might be better off just to to move on and to to continue his role on up. But if we can find that coach that is okay with bringing him in and keeping him in, then he could be a mentorship. And maybe Bundy is your head coach, something like that. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it. Whatever happens, as long as they bring in the, right, the 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 right coach and that a that a coach that the majority. Is approved of and not somebody that's going to be a surprise out of the woodworks, (laughs) like which we're kind of, we're kind of feeling, I don't know where you're feeling, but we're kind of feeling that we're going to, we're going to get something here pretty quick. I'm feeling within this week, maybe, maybe, maybe right after the, the dash playoff game, maybe not just to interrupt the, the hype that's going on for them this week. And then maybe on Monday or Tuesday, the Dynamo come out and say, Hey, all right, we, we would like to announce our, our head coach. But I think we're, I think we're there. Cause, uh, Asher and Pat are back. They were at the game. They were in the locker room pretty quick after the game. Uh, you know So maybe, you know, that they, they could, could be done with their search and maybe have a couple people left down to tie down, or maybe they, selection and they're just waiting for the right moment to uh, say here we are but i'm curious i'm still very curious and hopeful how do you feel man
0: i feel the complete opposite i don't i don't think they're going to announce the head coaching hire that quickly but is there anything you heard that's got you feeling that type of way Uh, just
1: just vague little comments i mean they're back the way Kenny Bundy sounded uh, that, you know, he, he'll he be, he'll be moving on and just, you know, the Pat and Asher are both back at the same time. Asher necessarily didn't have to be here for this game, this final game of the season. He could have kept doing his recruiting, but I, that's nice. I really, and we, and we have to, if we're doing the process right, and Pat is, is uh, like we said, we think that he, He's had an idea. Of who's who he's been looking at, and he had a lot of recipes on the table when we when we let Nagamura go. So he's had to to do this recruitment process, to do the to do the interview process. And you know, Pat's very good about keeping secrets. Um, so there's no telling who he interviewed with, and he's got a, that crypted phone, FBI style. So I, I feel like we're really close obviously not going to wait till january to hire the, hire the coach and we definitely need to get somebody in here asap to continue with this project instead of waiting and BSing this, you know we're out there looking at players at the same time while we're looking at coaches. And that could have been what they did while they were overseas and down south too. It's just looking at players. They may not have been looking at coaches, but, you know, they, they said they were over there looking at coaches. <laughs> we don't know much because they don't tell us much. It's hard to get information out of the front office, but I don't blame them. It's a business, and I, I kind of like that they're secret all the time. Yeah, but just, I, but if,
0: I, wouldn't, I wouldn't give out my strategy either, you know. <laughs> no,
1: hell no. Yeah. It, just, it just makes
0: us impatient. <laughs> right right and I'm interested to see if you're right Um, excited to record the next episode <clears throat> next week hopefully we have news by then now you got me all excited because, <laughs> well I have the, a feeling
1: though, by the time we record this episode that the news wouldn't have dropped just yet unless it's the, the leak or whatever so we may have to get episode 47 reporting the, the historical dash playoff game and and then we might have to episode forty eight might just have to come a couple. This is what's going to happen there. Possibly but, shit. It's it's up to Pat.
0: <laughs> right, and the re- the reason I'm also skeptical is because that second um, Asher chalk talk, he didn't seem like it was a sense of urgency to hire the coach he understood that he needed to do it before the Christmas holiday, but he didn't have a sense of urgency to hire him right after the season's over. I think
1: he was just playing, playing a game with y'all because even to mention the Christmas holiday is two months and that's way too long for us to wait to hire a coach.
0: Oh, I I understand that. So they're they're trying to hire him like before that, but I'm curious to see what the timing is. Uh, it will it will be it will be interesting and and it will be telling. The reason the reason I feel that way, OSG, is because like I mentioned earlier, I came away from that talk knowing that Pat Onstad and Asher run the Dynamo. They don't care, or let me rephrase this: they want the new head coach to play their way. What that way is, I don't know, but. They Like you said, they could have been looking at players in their trips right now. They, they asked them this question at the Chalk Talk. Would you wait for the new head coach before you make signings? The answer was no. If we feel a player plays our style, we will sign them.
1: Right, and Pat said that on the Davis uh, uh, episode, episode as well. So, yeah, they get it. I think it just fits, but if, if uh, that coach is available right now, there's no sense in us waiting too much longer, unless you're you've got other people's uh, resumes on your desk that are still currently coaching in the MLS playoffs. That may not be a head coach, but maybe an assistant coach that you like. That maybe I don't know a bunch of these coaches that and, and then their assistants to tell you what the resumes are. But I, I really feel like that, that announcement's it's it's coming soon. Maybe you know today's Monday that we're recording. Maybe tomorrow, uh, I we'll get a little tell from Glenn Davis in in his typical Tuesday episode. He always has the information for us that gets us sets us off and makes us I mean, what What does that mean? Uh, yeah, I don't know. And I, and like I said, if it's the if it's one of the coaches that we all have approved and liked and we we not a surprise to us, then get his ass
0: in here. I think no, I know I why you're feeling that way. Uh, it is Black Monday in MLS today. For those who didn't make the playoffs, <laughs> uh, you you feel that way because you strongly feel Caleb Porter is going to be our head coach. Is that true or false? No, I no,
1: right. no, no, no. I don't. I don't strongly feel. I I, I felt like yes, there's, there was all the ties there, but you know, then some other tw- some other tweets came out today saying that the relationship may not be there. But you know, you, it. it it fits, but the Caleb Porter firing was expected to begin with. Uh, he he won the cup and then he's missed the playoffs the past two seasons. And they have the potential. They're Columbus too. Uh, just won the MLS next pro. So, uh, their, their, their coaches Porter wasn't doing it for them. So they they moved on to, to get their next thing. Now, now we're competing with Columbus, not Columbus, Nashville. Uh, so Columbus. Yes. I don't know why I was thinking that. They're both yellow. and Uh, so now we're competing with with Columbus to chase a coach down, and you know, I don't know who they're chasing. Uh, but, uh, Caleb Porter could still be that one, you know. <laughs> but I no, I I don't think I'm strongly, and I don't think I ever was strongly. I just uh, I just understood the connection between the two.
0: Finish this sentence for me: If the Houston Dynamo make Caleb Porter the new head coach, OSG will. <sighs>
1: Be well, sorry. I was trying to look for that word that's kind of like in the middle. Will
0: so you're not happy, but you're not mad about right. it
1: either. No, no, okay, no, because I, I, I know his history, I know what he has done and what he can do. But hit and and with those, you know, he won, he, he won it in college, he won in professional, he won twice in professional, as a matter of fact, with two different teams, Portland and Columbus. Um, he won with. Is a coaching so no, I can't, can't be sad or mad or disappointed if Caleb Porter's the coach. Uh, he, he gets his high points and then he hits his low points. So, for some reason, Caleb Porter has has trouble holding the high and just works his way back down. So, I, I you know, I don't know. There's, there's, there's maybe so we just got to do some more, some get some more intel on the guy. Maybe I need to go listen to some. Uh, the Columbus, one of the Columbus crews uh, podcasts, is so we can see what they really say about. Uh, now that he's gone, they can talk freely about him. See what they see, what they say, and and make me feel better about Caleb Porter. But I'm I'm okay if he's the coach. He's the coach. I'm okay with it. I'm not going to complain because you know there is a lot of people that do, do want Caleb Porter. He fits into the style. He he understands Pat, even though he wasn't with Pat for I think it was just over a year that him and Pat were technically on Columbus together. So I mean. It doesn't mean that the relationship is, that is really good or that there is one just because they were in the same place because it wasn't very long. Rumor comes out today that the relationship ended on a bad note and Pat honestly had left for Houston. So, uh, but if there is a bad relationship and it comes in, then obviously there wasn't one. <laughs> or they or they hashed it out and they fixed it and Caleb Porter wouldn't come here uh, if... If he didn't agree, if him and Pat didn't agree to the terms that were put out in front, and keto will find another job regardless. So he may not need Houston.
0: No doubt. Another interesting aspect of this offseason is the turnover that the fan base and us who follow the team and, and criticize the team at times and we expect. We expect a huge turnover. So, yesterday's starting lineup Sebastian, number nine, Darwin Quintero, Fafa, Bear, number 11 on the right, Coco, Vera, Lundy, Parker, Barthlow, Dorsey. And then, of course, our goalkeeper, Stephen Clark.
1: So expected. And I think what is that besides injuries? That's the same lineup, all five games?
0: <laughs> Correct. He, Bundy made it clear. I'm going to put my best. Um, there's something to win, there's something to play for. So he played what he felt was his best,
1: and he did. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't anything that you could complain about except for it was the last game. Maybe you give uh, Nelson Quinones some more time at that at that winger. Maybe Fafa only plays a half and forty-five minutes, or even started, and then Fafa could have relieved him in later if he wasn't doing too well. And just just because it's the last game against LA. And then you go into the offseason, they wouldn't have killed him or hurt him, it wouldn't have done too much. It could have helped him out too. So that would have been my only difference with the lineup. As far as everybody else, there was nothing really else to do. Uh, I do like Seren better than Vera. I don't think Vera does anything or does much of anything. Uh, and that and you you could see it because the positioning with this was kind of whack. And then oh Bartlow and Parker. Did not have a good game at all. You could tell they did not work well together, and uh, there was just a—it's it, just a it's a lack, like, lack, lackadaisical performance. Period. I don't think anybody stood out besides Clark in that game, and then Phileas header. But out of the other ones, that he was quiet, paired with the cross. Other than that, he was quiet. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: But noise. the the question was going to be. And oh shit! Forgot about it. No, no, no! You're good, because we still need to talk about what what you started elaborating is Fafa for sure out. Who else from that starting eleven is out this off season? You think that was the in one. that
1: start in that starting eleven?
0: Yeah, was just that starting D- eleven.
1: Who was it? Vera, DQ, and who was it? Coco. All right, so DQ gone for mm-hmm. the midfield. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we got to keep Vera, and Coco's not going nowhere. It- We'll come, we can come back to Coco, because he could possibly be our 10. But you'll have to hear me out. Uh, right. defend, defenders, your starters, you know, Lundy's contract up. I would hope we keep him. Uh, Dorsey's young, so he should be cheap to keep. And I wouldn't mind keeping him. And if there's somebody that we can pull in that's going to be a starter in that position, uh, I prefer that. Then Dorsey could just be that support role. Uh, he could also go back up to play some of that right wing. Sometimes... So he could he could be a a vers Ryan Garries. he could be a Ryan Garries. he hey coach put me in and he's like I got you here tonight the next week is I got you there tonight uh, Parker not going nowhere Bartlow not going nowhere Clark I believe Clark has an option and uh, sorry we have all three keepers taking but I believe Clark has an option Nelson staying with the team and then Xavier Valdez is also with the team but Xavier Valdez is. He's already on his fourth friggin concussion, and that makes him on that deep. Uh, every concussion, to sit out for a long time to recover. So he's a he's a super high risk. So I would love to see Clark come back for that next season, and if Xavier Valdez is medically able to clear and play, obviously, because he's not you know, off the team or anything like that, then bring him in and just give him some spot starts. And if he survives the season, then that, that could be the guy that could be our keeper in the future. Or we're, we're going to have to go out. We're going to have to find somebody and bring somebody in that's going to stick around and support us. So, yeah, what is it, Papa?
0: You mentioned Bera. Uh, why, why is he – you said, obviously, he's staying. Why is that?
1: He's still in contract, if I believe if I'm right. Yeah, I believe he, I believe I'm right. I don't have my contract notes in front of me for who's oh. on options and all that, but I don't think Vera was on that list.
0: Ten four. Does he take up an international spot?
1: I think he does, but I think he was one of those that was that on that has. green card.
0: Oh, okay, okay,
1: good. Yeah, and it was the midfielder that is contract up, and people were talking about keep him and then somehow get rid of Vera. And you know, if you could even for a hundred gam or hundred tam or whatever and trade trade bear to somebody, that's that's not a lot, but that's that's something that, that helps.
0: That's something helps. that must be done. It's like cleans the roster, you know, clean up your spots. I don't know if this is feasible or not, but there we can do an episode and argue whether Coco deserves a a DP contract. Okay. For me, Sebas, I believe he does deserve that DP uh, contract. Obviously, we agree that Hadibi does not. Can the same be done about Coco? Can we negotiate him and buy his DP spot down? See, that's where we
1: need, uh, what's his, what's his, J? I'm faithful to tell us about that contract or Glenn Davis to tell us about that contract. I would say no right now just by the fact that he just was made a DP and there was no mention of the, the possibility of being you know, able to retract that. Because uh, we all know you could put Gam or Tam or whichever one it is. I don't, and that, that could go towards getting his contract down, uh, not his technical contract, but uh, against, the, against the cap down to where he's under the DP realm. And right now, I think he's over that DP realm. They don't have to. I don't think they're wanting to use the Tamra Gam. And then, of course, there's also that rumor of the fourth DP being inserted next season, which we will not find out about until after the MLS Cup, and then when the new rules have come out. But you know, there's a rumor about the fourth DP, and if uh, owners and coaches know about that, then I can care less about Coco being a DP. Is we still have that one that we desperately need? Uh, right. If we're, we're trapped, if we're trapped, no, I don't think to be that DP, but, but I don't think there's without knowing all the intangibles, I don't think there's a way to get that contract back down. I, you know, like I said, I don't know. I'm not the I'm not the contract guru, but, I mean, there must be a way to use Gambertam, and we're not using it right now, like we have have been to keep him under that realm. Because when we resigned, that, that put him above. I don't know. <laughs> feel like yeah, that that's should, that, yeah
0: that's like, also what a gm is supposed to do so that's what i'm that's what i'm looking for this off season a lot of people are looking for the players to come in and, and whatnot maybe they come maybe they don't but what i want to do is so uh, want to see is a roster cleanup to use our our three valuable dp spots adequately correct and we can correct like with... like you said mm-hmm.
1: get, get rid of them and then bring in players built around the core that's already installed with us here
0: with those DPs. Yes. Yeah. That's
1: right. That's what you were going at. Yeah,
0: exactly. Or at least put your roster in a position to where if someone becomes available, you can knock it out because this is a perfect transition. You talked about the, the new possible fourth uh, DP spot. That's because of the Apple money, Apple TV money that's coming into the league starting next year, which is, this is like a shameless plug. Thank you to Glenn Davis and Eddie Robinson for all they've done to grow the sport in our city. Uh, I know I've been watching them for a long time.
1: It's not a funeral.
0: So don't, don't thank them for
1: like everything the community because that's not stopping one bit. We're still going to hear their voices. They're still, we're just going to have to stream. So, But I, I, get what you're, I get what you're saying though at the same time and I agree with you. Yes, thank you. But I'll let you finish before I rudely yeah. interrupted you.
0: <laughs> no, 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 you're good, but I also learned this during COVID, man, don't don't wait for a funeral to say nice things to someone about somebody, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: true. That is true, that is true, all right, good point,
0: <laughs>
1: it was just a word, it was like, okay, they're, they're gone, they're gone forever, we're never going to, yeah, we're going to have to, I don't know, we're just, we'll have to catch them at Cobo's just because they're eating at lunch there or something, but yeah.
0: So and and that was exactly what about I was about to bring up next. So after the game, I told you I was going to Kobos because I, I had saw Victor tweeted that they were doing like a party for Eddie and Glenn and the rest of the behind the scenes crew. And the search were there, and we were talking to Glenn Davis as you know, as we like we talk in the stadium, just like right. friends it's, in the bar, right. just chilling. Yeah. And he brought up an excellent point, and it got me thinking really hard. I'm okay with waiting, but other people aren't, and I don't blame them because they spend their hard-earned money, just like you. Everybody loves to bring up the Austin FC example on how quickly a rebuild can happen. Glenn Davis threw it back at us and said, look at the team we just played tonight. And I believe he has a point because not not because we defeated them 3-0 at their house earlier this year. It's because the first half of the season, the, the Galaxy weren't playing well. You didn't know what they were playing for. They couldn't score to save their lives. And they made three signings during that that window in the in the summer transfer season. They signed Ricky Puig. They signed Cáceres, which is the center back from Uruguay, and I forget the third one. But those three people help Chicharito, help the rest of the team work as one unit. Cáceres held the back line. Ricky Puick adds some creativity in the midfield, and you're able to feed your BP striker services where he can at least score. And that's the turning point of their season. They score sneak by in the playoffs and might have saved their season with those three signings. And that was his point last night. Bring people that make everybody else better. Not just because this player is good. No. Bring people that will make the rest of the players elevate their game.
1: Right. And you obviously saw it against us, how those how those people were playing <laughs> right down the middle on us, as a matter of fact. Right down the friggin' middle, which we've been good at defending all friggin' season. And we he gets that, that first goal for LA and he's wide open at the 18 yard box. That, that was an easy grip. And Tim Parker was being fat and lazy. I don't even know how that ball made it past Tim Parker. When you go back and watch the replay, he just let that friggin' ball come right across his feet. If he would, it looked like if he had any effort, he could have kicked it over the stadium and out of bounds and hit the train passing by. You know, so, uh, yeah, you, you're, you're right. And, you know, and we, and we, it's, it, We know we just make a few changes here there, which is not just a few. Let's hear oh yeah, yeah. Here's another prime example somebody brought up in Hinchada today. uh, Miami enter Miami. They went and did a dive. They they got rid of everybody during their offseason and brought in, I think it was twenty-something players. I want to say it's like low twenties something, new players to their roster. Look where they're at now. In the friggin' playoffs. So we just, I think we're going to have that opportunity with the dump that we're about to put on, with the, not not re-signing players and letting options go. And I just, I, this is our time to see if Pat is that we all think he is, and he gets to prove it to us. And uh, this is a very, this is going to be a very telling offseason. And we're not a couple years away from from being competitive. We're competitive. We just need to put those pieces in. With the rest, like you just said, like L.A. did during this season. And now look at them. They're fourth seed hosting the playoff game.
0: And just to touch on a subject we spoke on earlier this show, Sam Stekska, and I apologize for mispronouncing the last name. He's a uh, writer for The Athletic. I saw his tweet when they fired Caleb Porter, and everybody in the comments started asking about Can he come to the Dynamo? Can he come to the Dynamo? And he tweeted out, and I'll read word for word. Do not expect Caleb Porter to land in Houston. While he and Dynamo GM Pat Onstad worked together in Columbus, multiple sources have told me that relationship didn't end on good terms. Onstad left the crew to take over in Houston last fall. So it's it's basically what you were saying. You don't expect right. this to happen because that relationship was shaky. Well,
1: then when he says multiple sources too, I think that's coming from the the, the Columbus side of it or the Porter side of it more than the Onstad side of it because, like, we've we already distinguished Onstad don't tell don't tell shit to nobody. So that's like Porter probably being asked ass used using the the window and he told somebody no and sent a
0: text. <laughs> so here's yeah. here's another shameless plug. Shout out to our boy Pupas for sharing that with me. And you can talk to Pupas directly on our spaces on Twitter. And we're hoping to have every now and then when something happens in the off season some spaces so we can all chime in on what happens. But he's the host basis. Oh, so appreciate thought, Pupas. I thought, yeah, I thought you saw I thought about that too. <laughs> I did not, if shared it with me.
1: I'm no, not, you're good. My my phone's on the table, so I'm not seeing the the notifications come across. So, yeah, I, I was like, what's I looked at my phone and
0: like, oh, okay. Yeah. Any single ladies listening to this episode, OSG will give you his full undivided attention on the date. So, just FYI.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. You don't have to worry about that. The phone is down. <laughs> yeah notifications are off i can't get them (laughs) you're right what's up ladies
0: but uh no you touched on it briefly when we were going over the lineup the header from sebas beautiful beautiful cross by baird it was a great play i was i was we were sitting together thanks again for taking me with and we were both saying shoot Thorsey, but he gave it to baird who crossed it beautifully and sebas finished it and went to celebrate with his family Started good. The party started good, man. Um, yeah,
1: well, before he went to the, the, his family over there, did you see where Papa was though, at that time?
0: I did not, sir. Please tell me.
1: Well, so since Sebas jumped up in the air to, to head the ball into the, into the net, I'm I'm pretty sure <laughs> go watch the replay. Papa's standing right under him. <laughs> right right under him. I, I'm pretty sure he's right the friggin' fuck under him and I just just, when I watched the replay the first time after after Sebas scored I was like Fafa why are you there bro why are you right there I I know he's making his run into the box but pay attention (laughs) and they were they might have been holding hands and skipping through
0: the box and he's like go bro I tell you what I'm I'm glad it was Sebas who hit it and not Fafa because Fafa would have blasted it out to the where they hit the energy button or the shell deck or whatever.
1: I don't know. He might have been feeling it. You saw how big and bright the moon was. That, you know, that's Papa's forehead. <laughs> he would have kind of felt in the mood the way the moon has all in. But yeah. So they, yeah. Thank they, they God, Sebastian's right there. Went up for it instead of Papa. Because obviously, Sebastian's our striker. He knows how to hit the ball in the net. He showed us that. That that was so pretty. What was it? Ninth minute, eight thirty-five. Yeah. I think it was when it happened. It was like mm-hmm. it was like, yes, we we felt really and good, and then they kicked the ball off. <laughs> and it did, then they it, went yep. downhill from there. It, so did.
0: it took all season, but I finally saw somewhat of an improvement between Sevas and DQ's chemistry. I pointed it out to you in the game, and you were like, mm, it's, a-ight, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all right, you know?
1: Yeah, it's all right because I, I think I was complaining more that. <laughs> You're supposed to be expecting that from DQ. He's he's a one-toucher, and then the guy has his back turned to Sebastian. The ball comes to DQ, and then he just does this little flick and this little touch, and that's really hard for a striker who is moving in in time to really anticipate those kind of plays and those kind of flicks, and if they're not on target, it's just not going to work. And DQ's so good with his foot skill that I wish sometimes he would take a touch, take that turn, and then put that ball where it needs to go, and, so yeah, and but by DQ. By DQ. Get, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put me put me Coco in that spot for now.
0: The other thing that I noticed or that stood out to me was how many of Galaxy's attacks were from the left back, the left side, and all they did was yeah. cut back crosses. Th- those are dangerous. And that's how Ricky Quick's first goal came about and I saw the replay when I got home. I'm not, I didn't play defender Eddie Robinson did for a living and he was criticizing better for being out of position and, and criticizing that he should have been in the middle of the box where that cross ended up before it got to Ricky, Ricky.
1: Correct. 100% correct. The defensive midfielder. And that was his position. That was his player. That was his area. And, you can go watch and watch the replay again. Who is Steve Clark talking to you after that goal is scored? He's talking to the midfield right there. Drop back, drop back, drop back. Nobody drop back. And that's just, just you know, and of course where we're sitting, we have a great view, but that's the our angle. It felt like the ball was coming towards us and we're like, oh no. And then that dude just ripped it. There was nothing to do right there. Like and what was that? Just twelve minutes after we scored our goal?
0: about 15
1: minutes or so 20 minute mark i'm like gosh, but yes that's so yeah i threw blame at parker a while ago and it wasn't it wasn't blame it was just a little more effort i don't i, I don't know if he thought that the ball that bear was going to be there and bear was going to have possession and clear it is why parker didn't try as hard to even make an attempt for the ball or just maybe i just missed saw the angle at parker but yeah, I wasn't trying to throw blame on Parker. I was just saying Parker could have cleared that ball. But yeah, the blame actually goes to Vera or, or, or Coco or whoever was supposed to be marking that guy. Yeah, I think it was Vera at that time, just by uh, positioning because Coco's higher. So, yeah, that, that that's Vera's fault. That's just ridiculous that... That's, that's just ridiculous for anybody to be open on in the box, period, and that then be that open.
0: Agreed. And speaking of midfielders... The midfielder that stood out to me the most yesterday was actually somebody that's not a big name, Gaston Parkman from from Galaxy. Oh, yeah. He hit the crossbar. He set up Chicharito on that beautiful through ball in the second goal and just bossing the midfield, man. I believe one of their plays that led to an attack to a... Steve Clark said was, we had stolen the ball and about to start the counter, and then he just steals it and boom, through ball, and they're already attacking us. You know, he he stood out. And to he me did alive.
1: have the assists. I don't know which one he had the assist on, but he did. He, he did have. Though. Oh, that was a freaking through ball. That was that. Yeah, that's right. That's one. And, and as you say that, I went just to check football ratings for LA, and he was the the player of the match or well had the highest rating at a very high rating, as a matter of fact, for not scoring a goal. So, yeah, man, that's a good spot out right there.
0: Yeah, he he just bossed the midfield. And he's just like a – he looks like a Sergio Busquets, you know, tall, skinny dude, nothing special, but just right place at the right time, makes the right play. Just stood out yesterday.
1: Yeah, makes the right decisions, has good technical ability, has the vision, just, yeah, I mean, and a lot of times you don't have to have the greatest skill you have, if you're, yeah, so you have to have the skill, obviously, being the most of when you're just that at the game and see what the game's going on, just to, to play retail that ball, too, huh, I mean, man, and <laughs> there was some defensive makes right, right there, too, so, but whatever, yeah, that's a,
0: yeah,
1: I, I would like to have one of them players over here, maybe, Galaxy you got too many players, and, They could ship them over here.
0: And I told you this as well. I can't wait for the 30 for 30 to drop on all these great players going to LAFC or LA Galaxy on non-DP deals. I can't wait for that 30 for 30 to drop and and we get a a true behind the scenes and see what what really happened during that contract negotiation.
1: That's crazy. With more to come.
0: With more to come. With, with more to come. Yeah. The other aspect of this game is we we were so happy that it was going to be close to a sellout. There was... I almost, think it was. I think it was. The yeah. crowd... Looked. It
1: was a sellout. hmm Yeah, it was 21... 21 162, or whatever, I think it technically was a sellout, maybe. Yeah, so and then we actually had more in attendance than Austin did at their game. So
0: there we go. The supporter section was packed, the search, you the the 100 section behind the goal, you could all the seats were taken, the standing room was full, and then the second deck, also in front of the scoreboard, was packed. So obviously. Star power brings these people in. And I, I, I tell you this because it's a perfect segue on a question I want to ask you. Uh, Chicharito comes to town, which brings the Mexican fan base into the stadium. But also the Mexican fan base is from Houston, and they want to cheer for their own player. And now they have him in Hector Herrera. The family next to me, you know, wore their Mexican jerseys. And when Hector Herrera came on at halftime or shortly after halftime, you know, they were cheering. They were like, come on, man. Like, let's go Dynamo. Let's go Hector Herrera. That's, uh-huh. the, that's the question I want to ask you. What impact did he make in the second half? Because yeah. – yeah, okay, yeah. that's, that's, <laughs> that's... Hey, he, like, like
1: and it, it was just – the Dynamo as a team – were not in good form at all. Did not play well. Every, every opportunity we did have a chance to go forward. They, they kicked, they kicked the ball and it was to the keeper. It wasn't to Fafa. It wasn't to Baird. We weren't finding Seb- Sebastian Fedea's feet. We were just wasting balls. But so when Hector Herrera comes in, whatever time it was in the second half, and he, he wasn't able to find a groove or get the team into groove. And it was still two to one, I believe when he did come in. And then they put that final goal on us and, yeah, no. so Hector Herrera had a—he didn't have a good game either, and you know how many good games has he had all season? As a matter of fact, he came in in the sixty-first minute. So he was, So yeah, he no—he didn't
0: look good yesterday.
1: He didn't—he didn't do anything useful. But uh, that's the team—the entirety of the team that sucked.
0: Right, and then just to for the purpose of recapping properly. Let me share the stats of the game with the with the fans. 66, oh my gosh,
1: y'all listen! Y'all don't want to hear these, but y'all listen.
0: Sixty six percent possession for Galaxy to our thirty four. We had six shots; they had twenty one. Seven of those on target. Four of ours are on target. We blocked six of their shots.
1: Yeah, Steve Clark yeah, mm-hmm. made his big saves as we took shots.
0: Yeah, that's the perfect way to look at it. Golly, man. And then,
1: like, you're all, you're, so you also look at the stats. You see how many passes they made against us. And, of course, possession doesn't really tell you the whole truth. I go and look for that passing stat. Almost 700 passes to uh, our 300. Half. I think both half. 200 number or 300, something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. 356, so, so half pretty much.
1: Yeah. And, and, they, and it showed. It showed. It obviously showed during that game too that they they just outplayed us, outpossessed us, outsmarted us. You know, like I said, thank God for Steve Clark who made some of those saves because that that score could have been a lot worse, a lot worse. So.
0: No doubt. No decision
1: doubt. day turned into decision day for the front office and what to do with the rest of the offseason, right?
0: And stick with us here at Dynalytics. We're going to keep you informed as it happens, and we're going to chime in. And give our take and go in depth this offseason as as these moves, because this is a pivotal offseason for the Houston Dynamo. This is a make or break off season for Pat Onstat. So we'll stay here with us. We'll keep you informed.
1: And that's a capital pivotal.
0: No doubt. Speaking of judgment day, that's this Sunday too, man. At PNC.
1: Let's just give a quick update because I saw it about two minutes ago. Uh, we are officially over 10,000 tickets sold for this game, which is a attendance record already for the history of the Dash. <laughs> All right. Build us up.
0: <laughs> First ever playoff game for your Houston Dash. And it's at home.
1: So, And it's a 7-1-3 night.
0: 7-1-3 night. $7 tickets. hot dogs, $3 beers. Tell your neighbor. Tell your friend. Tell your significant other. Tell everybody. We must fill PNC Stadium Sunday evening, 4 o'clock. The sun is going down. It's great weather. They busted their behinds all season. They deserve our support. It's against Kansas City. Correct. One of our Dynamo Rivals, so why not bring it to NSWL? Go support the dash on Sunday.
1: Be there, be loud, and be proud. And go get your tickets. Go get your tickets. You can't say you can't afford them. There it's a 713 night. Great prices across the board on all the seats. So you don't want to miss this first ever playoff game. You don't want to miss it. You need to be there. If you're sitting at your butt on the on the couch at home during this game and start this game, it's your fault. You're going to have a lot of regrets. Win, lose, or draw. You want to be there. You want to be a part of the atmosphere. You want to be a part of history. You want to root your team on, and we demand that you show up and root your team on. If you're available and can get there, get there. It's a must do. Root for our Dash in the stadium. And, but to in, of course.
0: In Dynalytics, because we care and we want to make this a full capacity crowd as possible. OSG has generously donated four tickets. You want to tell us about those four tickets, OSG?
1: Yeah, man. So uh, if you, if you follow down, you may have seen it already on Twitter, but we, we were doing a four ticket giveaway and we'll, we'll announce the winners on Wednesday morning and we're doing it Wednesday morning. So people will, uh, you know, know that they're going to have the tickets and have time to, to plan for it or just go buy their own tickets on their own if they didn't win the contest. Uh, but go to Dynalytics. You'll you'll find the post. It's pinned to the profile, so it'll be the first the first post you come to Dynalytics. And all you have to do is quote tweet, I want to go. And the instructions are right there in the, in the tweet itself. But quote tweet, you want to go. There are four tickets. The winner will get to choose how many of those four tickets they want. Sometimes you don't need all four. Uh, and if you take two, then that means some other lucky family or a couple or somebody's going to get the next two or we're, we're going to definitely all four will get used. So, uh, give it a try. See if you win. They are, they are. And I think they're row D. So they're going to be the fourth row, but they're right there at midfield. So the view is great. Trust me. I can vouch for it. I can vouch for it because we sat there the entire season. So yeah, you will love the view that you get from the game. Go ahead and bring your hat. It's The sun will be in your your face until towards the end of the second half, but that's okay. You'll survive because you're watching the dash. Kick some Kansas City current butt.
0: And always use referring to our Twitter page. There's a tweet where we lay out the instructions to the contest. And like he mentioned, all you have to do is quote tweet, I want to go. Speaking of social media, Dynalytics is also on Instagram now, so please come follow us, interact with us on Instagram. You can follow us at Dynalytics Podcast on Instagram, and on there, the instructions for the giveaway have been posted as well, and a link to the tweet OSG is referring to is on the bio. So If you can't find the tweet, you can go to our Instagram page. Give us a follow, and the link to the tweet is in the Instagram profile bio.
1: Check it out, y'all. There's only two contestants so far, so that means there's a chance for some winners to be out there. Go check it out. But man, I'm, I'm forward to Sunday. Of course, I'm going to be there. The, at the game, I know you're going to be there with your girl at the game. Once I'm giving away those tickets, I will be in the supporters section with all the other supporters and all the bubbles that'll be going off. Uh, I'm expecting, uh, you know, the girls look like they're 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 having a good practice. Uh, uh, well, I was gonna say this week, but they look like they were having a good practice today, since practice just started this week. <laughs> uh, they they look like they were happy and having smiles from some of the videos I was seeing today. So that's that's always it's always a good thing, but. Practicing. They weren't just playing. They weren't just out there messing around. They were, they were practicing, having a good time, which is always great when you see chemistry within the team. And just when you practice well, you play well. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it transitioning. Kansas City, current, um, you know, they're, they're tough, but we, we know we can get by them. We just need to play our game, not let them determine how we play, not let them distinguish their style of play. Uh, we need to get that attack on and off early. And uh, continue with that pressure, that relentless pressure that the dash like to to push up on those defenders when they're trying to work their way out of the back. And you know, I kind of hope it forces them to be clearing balls out of their box and and sending it long to you know. Either way, the the dash have been doing the pressure so well that I I can go up to you and pressure you with the ball, and I know my my teammates got my back because they're they're marking the spaces and the passing lanes that the other team needs to get out of that pressure. they, you know, teams get caught, you know, and if you can work through that pressure, then you're, you're a type team who you knows how to pass the ball through there. Don't don't get panicked, but, you know, just I, I'm, I'm feeling good about this game. Uh, obviously, the Dash will be favored, but I, I just think, like I said, if the Dash could just go out there play their game and, and focus on their game and uh, not worry about the referee and just try to – just see what Kansas City is going to come out here to, to, to try to do. Uh, just just play your game. You'll you'll see something from up top from Salmon. She hasn't been playing too well towards the end of the season, but expect her to expect her to break out of that little bit of slump. You know, you you you. you I could name six forwards that basically are up top. So if if we're clicking, be careful and watch out. And you know what we get from our defense already. There's they're strong and. They don't. They hold it down every single time. So we could just get not hit the friggin' post and put it behind the net, or find those connecting passes. I, 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 we can, we can, we can take it. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for a two nothing score outline.
0: I'll take a two nothing score, bro.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's 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 what I'm feeling. That's what I'm feeling. Just. What we've done before, we played KC plenty of times this year. Because we played them in the Cup before the season too. Yeah, I just feeling it's a home game. There's, like I said, there's there's already ten thousand tickets sold, and we're still six days away from the game. Yeah. <laughs> this 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 is going to be an insane crowd. I know I know PSE holds twenty plus, but uh, ten thousand for a dash game with six days to go on a seven one three night on a Sunday. Uh, yeah, I don't even think, no, the Astros are going to be in Seattle for that weekend playing their, their game. Uh, the Texans might be here, but that's not an issue with us because they won't. That's different. And I don't think they're on the road, right? Yeah, they're so on,
0: They're on a bye. They're on, oh, that's right. Yeah, they're on a the bye. So it doesn't even count. So, even more reason
1: for y'all to show up to the Dash game. You else going on in town? Nothing else. And don't worry about Rockets preseason. Wait wait another week until the, the, the season starts, and then you can go catch on the Rockets. But anyway, We want to see y'all and y'all's orange and come out to PNC. We're going to match the sun, and we're going to put it on Kansas City and continue our road because if we make it past this team right here, that's where it really gets tough in the playoffs against that really, really tough oil rain. Mm-hmm. Who has, has our number right now, but one game at a time. Let's all show up. Or what did it happen? Show, show, show out. Show up, show out. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Show show up, show out. That's it. And I like to is... just say loud, loud
0: and proud. <laughs> loud and proud works too, man. And according yeah. to the Houston Dash Twitter account, like you said, 10,000 have been sold. The attendance record is 13,025. I, happened... I have
1: a feeling. Go ahead. Finish your sentence. But I had a feeling. I knew I was saying something wrong. But finish your sentence.
0: I need to find what match that was but that is the attendance record that the dash have published. That's Obviously we're going to blow be... it out the water, right? But still. Yeah, duh.
1: yeah. I, we, you know, we still got 3000 to go, so that 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 could be hard. Everybody went and jumped on their tickets. You had a you had 2 weeks to sell tickets. It's been a 713 night for a week already. So I'm hoping that tickets don't start to dwindle down and just you know, all those all those slackers, I wouldn't call them slackers but all those people that wait closer to the event to make sure that their schedule's free and they're available, go to games or, are going to start buying their tickets here closer to the weekend. And then, yeah, man, I, I, I would love to see 15 K that, that was, that was 15 K man. that's the number I want to see, bro. And it's going to, it's going to look friggin' awesome in the stadium.
0: And just to keep adding fuel to your fire, if you do want to go see the Rockets preseason I guarantee you going to the Dash game is going to be cheaper than going to the Rockets preseason game. So just come to the Dash game anyways, man. Have a good time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for real, please. Just come on. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Well, Bun B was there last weekend for the Dynamo, so maybe maybe the Dash might have somebody's secret come out. You never know. Ah, yeah, they probably will, but Diesel will be there. But, ah, man, I- I- I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Juan Carlos, I know he'll have the girls ready. I know he'll have the game plan ready, and you know I just I just want to see him execute that game. basically kind of kind of like they did with Washington. you know washington did did very well to try to get back at us, but you know that and it was six friggin days. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm going to be replaying this game. Not replay. I'm going to be playing this game in my head in the next six freaking days. It's just, it's, uh, what, what is it, huh? It's been a while since we've even felt this much excitement on the soccer side. Of it. I mean, 2017 with the, the cup, or 20, yeah, 2018, whichever, with the cup for Dynamo, but that didn't feel, that did, I don't think that felt the same. I don't know if it did or not, but uh, maybe because I wasn't going to those games. That's what it is, going to these games. <laughs> Not missing a moment, freaking <laughs> exciting!
0: That's probably what it is, but it's because you're probably going that you, you're super, super excited. You know, I, I, we all are. Those who follow the team, we're we're excited. We're happy for them, and and I know they will. The one thing about the Dash OSG, I know they will leave everything they have on the field. And I say this over and over again, as a fan, that's all you can ask for your team. From your team,
1: absolutely.
0: Is there uh, gonna, anything? Go ahead.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they're they're like you said, They're going to bring it hardcore, and Korn. they're going to leave their hearts on the field. Win, lose, or draw, they're going to leave their hearts on the field. And with a with well, obviously not a draw, but with the win, that uh, first playoff win, and hopefully the way we win, where we execute our our style of play, uh, it's going to be a big, 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 big. Let's just go with huge capital huge building factor towards that road trip the following weekend, all the way to Seattle. So, y'all yeah, bring the energy so they they can feed off of y'all because they will feed off of y'all. That stadium's gonna be loud and uh, the screaming girls that are they are gonna be showing up to the game to root for the for the dash as well the extra because you know how low pitch that can be when all the, oh, the 12,000 12, small children are screaming and yelling, <laughs> but I don't know, I'm ready for it, man. I'm ready for it. But as far as anything else, uh, like we said, just, just go, go follow just go retweet, not retweet, go quote tweet. I want to go for your chance to win tickets. Uh, if you don't need the tickets or you already do have your tickets, just go, go retweet it for us. So we can get out there to other people who may not know about this opportunity. And may would like to, to just win these tickets. Uh You know, they didn't, they were seven dollar tickets, so it's not like my donation's huge, but they're are four free tickets for anybody who wants them, and you know, uh, like I say, we got two contestants. So if nobody else participates, they're gone. <laughs> now, otherwise, I would just give them away to the to, to members that were looking for tickets at the last second. So man, y'all just y'all pass it out, retweet it, quote tweet you want to go look forward to what we might have coming up in the off season. We have some things planned. We won't divulge too much, but, you know, we plan on talking to some front office, some potential players, uh, you know, maybe a, maybe a a coach or or something. So Dynalytics is, is reaching into the the pockets and trying to expand their exposure and, and seeing seeing how far we can get all the way to the top and, you know, to, to get to daddy, go through the players and the coaching staff and then Asher and then, and then Pat on set. And then, and then maybe we'll get that daddy Ted interview, but uh, we'll do our end of season review once the season's over. So don't expect the dynamo in the season review. Maybe, maybe not until the dasher completed with their season. Um, might have to do separate episodes on that. Cause they're going to be so long, but Uh, what else do we have coming up during the offseason that we were talking about? Be the GM, uh, talking about players, getting the new coach coming in. Uh, What is it? On the Premier side, you got Ramon's Arsenal and My Man City fighting one and two all the way. Uh, What else we got, Ramon? I think that's about it. uh, Just go follow us, and if you get a chance, go rate us on Spotify.
0: I left my remote where Arsenal is is at, you know, where that's at. No, no clue on, to- <laughs> on top of the table. Yeah, Let's no, go. No, we no, hold it down in Dynalytics.
1: Yeah, no, no, no clue. Yeah, uh, Good, <laughs> just stay there, stay there as long as you can. Stay there as long as you can. We play y'all towards the end of the season, so I hope y'all are still at the top of the table towards the end of the season when we get y'all for those two games. Uh, but. I will be actually, you know, speaking of it, I will be listening to Manchester City and Liverpool on the drive in to Houston on Sunday morning because they start when I have to leave the house to get to the game on time. (laughs) So I get to listen to it on the radio style with the Brits. That'll be fun, which I can listen to soccer on the radio. I'm good with it. I listened to y'all's game on the way into town uh, this past Sunday, the Liverpool-Arsenal game. That was a good game. Even over the radio, man, I – I'm good with the radio. That was that was a great, day.
0: but that was intense. That was intense. Yeah.
1: yeah, But a lot to look forward. Like you said, a lot to look forward to from uh, our Dynamo side and Dash. And you know, we're We've got a coach that's going to be coming in. We've got to talk about. We got some players who, actually, maybe starting tomorrow, you're just going to start hearing some players that have already been released from their contract and have been told that their options have been declined or they're just they're, they're gone. So we're going to start here at these. So, uh, like, like Armand said, just follow us on Twitter. Look for updates. We'll keep you posted. We'll remind you on the show. And if y'all have any questions, post a question on us and we'll do the best to find the answer out for you if we don't know it already. But we do do our research and we'll try our best.
0: Armand, Just reiterating what you just said any fan interactions questions we welcome it we love to interacting with you at pnc thank you all for the support and you know how we do it here at dynalytics we hold it down for h town say hi to us sunday at pnc forever orange go dynamo go dash osg take us out baby
1: h is up h is up like he said forever orange
0: Dolly, 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 Dynamo.
1: Dolly, 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 Houston Dash. We are one club. Oh, sorry. Hey, let's hate balloons when we in the race. Hey, we up in the place and we gonna put it in a face. Let them know Houston Dynamo. Oh, Houston
0: Dynamo. Oh, Houston Dynamo. Oh, Houston Dynamo. Oh, Houston dynamo. Hey, let's hate but lose when we in the race, Hey, We up in the place and we gon' put it in they place. Let them know use the dynamo, who? use the dynamo, who? Who's the dynamo,